0: Hello and welcome to Essentials to Heal Yourself, I'm Laura Lee Humphreys. So today we're continuing with the series we've been going through, which is all about the natural laws of health. So just to briefly recap, what is a natural law? Well, it's something that is immutable, that demonstrates to us how life is structured, how life works, and how our bodies need to be taken care of in order to experience health, vitality, long life, energy, clear mind, etc. So when I'm talking about natural laws, I always or often refer to the DAW factor, because natural laws are so obvious that when we see them, when we talk about them, then it often elucidate, elucidates the duh factor, like, well, duh, that's so obvious. And this natural law that we're gonna be talking about today is one of those things. And it is because it is so obvious that we often just discard it, forget about it, think it's not important, think that it doesn't apply to us, and that we are immune to its effects when we do not follow its wisdom. And on the other hand, we are also, when we do live in harmony with this law or any other natural law, then we do get to experience the results of those actions. So it's always about cause and effect. What's the consequences that you're experiencing? If you're experiencing a consequence or an effect that you don't like, then pay attention to what you are doing because most likely there is a natural law of health or of life that you are ignoring or disregarding, fighting against, think that it doesn't have any application to you and yet it does. And also to be fair, oftentimes we are not even taught about these natural laws. So today we're talking about the natural law of air quality breathing your breath and again i know it's the duh factor lauralee because it's so obvious we don't live if we don't breathe okay that's what makes it a natural law it's so obvious it's self-evident it's immutable it does not change you're always going to have to breathe in order to be alive so therefore it becomes important to look at the quality of your breath the quality of the air in your environment. Is it life enhancing or life detracting? That's the big question here. So as I'm explaining all these natural laws of health, I always are also am re, uh, referring to how it correlates with the energy system of our beings, not just our physical body, because we are the whole complex of our energy system which is comprised of electromagnetic energy as well as our physical body the physical matter so let's look at what this natural law of health corresponds to in your energy system it corresponds to the throat chakra where we breathe okay where we speak from and as i've been doing with this whole series of natural laws i've re- referencing uh, the book by Carolyn Meese, Why People Don't Heal and How They Can, to kind of give you an insight into how the physical body and your energy system overlap. they are two, two sides of the same coin. You cannot separate them. They're indivisible. So what happens when energetically your throat is clogged, it's closed down, when there's Um, trauma that has resulted from how you speak and what you have spoken, then that creates a lot of congested energy in this area of your body and the organs that are um, affected by it. If you never do your healing work, your emotional and mental inner work, your personal work, that congested energy is going to sit there and fester in your throat and then you wonder why you have issues with your thyroid, right? Right? So let's look at this. So the organs that are associated with the throat chakra, which is all about your breath and your voice, is your throat, thyroid, trachea, your neck vertebrae, your mouth, teeth and gums, the esophagus, parathyroid, which are small little glands that are um, within the thyroid gland, and the hypothalamus, which is one of the Or organs or structures in your brain which govern um, endocrine glands like the, the thyroid. Okay, The mental and emotional correspondence with this chakra is choice and strength of will. Personal expression. Following your dream. Have you ever felt like your voice was squelched? Or cho- you were choking on your words. You couldn't get them out. You were afraid to because of what others would do or say to you. Okay. This is a prime, prime example of how your voice, your will, your energy gets stuck in your throat. And if you cannot clear and resolve that issue, it becomes a habitual pattern of behavior. And over time, it affects your thyroid and all these organs I just mentioned. Using your personal power to create. We create with our words what we speak. We speak things into men, into action, into physicality. I will do this. I go here. I feel this. Why don't you do that? You know, it's through our words. Okay. Addictions, judgment, and criticism. Again, going back to the words that come out of your mouth, your intentions. Faith and knowledge, capacity to make decisions. Okay. So when that gets all jacked up energetically and it does not get resolved over time, then here's some examples of physical conditions that develop as a result of the energetic stagnation, as a result of also not honoring this natural law of health. A raspy throat, chronic sore throat, mouth ulcers, gum difficulties, Temporomandibular joint problems, the TMJ joint that moves your jaw, okay? Scoliosis, the straightness of your spine, how weak is your will, or strong is your will. Laryngitis, swollen glands, you've got a lot of uh, lymph nodes in your neck area. Thyroid problems, okay? So that's how you can see how the physical health is directly correlated to your mental and emotional well-being. So with that said, let me ask you a couple of questions. How deep do you breathe? Is it just real shallow, which most people do, where you're only moving your, the upper chest, your upper part of your lungs? Or do you breathe from your diaphragm, where with every breath in your stomach moves in and out? Is it deep breathing or shallow breathing? Okay. When we breathe in a shallow way, it becomes a habitual pattern, and so we are depriving ourselves of oxygen, which we require. The body requires oxygen to run. It also requires enough oxygen to maintain the pH balance of the body. When there's enough oxygen, then the pH could be um, at the neutral or even towards that more al- leaning towards the more alkaline state. When your body is in an alkaline state, you do not get disease. Disease can only grow in an acidic state. The amount of oxygen you have within your body is a great big influencer of this factor. So it also tells you how you can use breath and oxygen to assist you in reversing any kind of a disease or illness quality to move the pH of your body from more acidic into the more alkaline realm. So breath is very important. So look at how well you're breathing. One of the things that keeps us from being able to breathe deeply is again, emotional trauma, heartbreak, grief, sadness, depression, it sits oftentimes in our chest, in our lungs, which correlates also to a brokenheartedness, which is what I talked about in the last video of the heart. Okay. So, when there's all of this heaviness sitting on your chest, it's difficult to breathe deeply. You don't want to take in the oxygen. You don't want to take in the life force of life to really embrace your life deeply and fully and lean into it because you've learned through experiences and you've drawn the conclusion that life is not a safe and friendly place. Therefore, it's easy to contract, protect your chest, pave in, round your shoulders out to protect your your chest. And therefore, your chest area becomes like a hollow cavity. There's not a lot of energy moving through there because you're not allowing it. You're not allowing it because of all the emotional traumas, et cetera, that I just mentioned. In order to really experience the love, the juiciness, the creativity, all that life has to offer, from an emotional, psychological standpoint, then it's it's important to lean into it, to open your heart, open your chest and lean into life, which requires that you have a healed and open heart. Okay. So what... Let's also look at something that creates the brokenheartedness. Many times, it's the words of other people coming at us in a very negative, traumatic, hurtful, demeaning, um, criticizing way. And so if if you have been the recipient of that, then of course you know how that feels. It hurts, it stings. Oftentimes, especially in the last few years, where there's so much slander and lies and slamming and criticism and fighting of people about all these stupid ideas, you don't agree with me, therefore I'm gonna slam you and I'm gonna cancel you and all this childish, childish nonsense. Look at the words you're putting out into the universe. How are you treating people? How are you speaking about them? You know how it feels when they talk bad at you. Are you doing the same? And just perpetuating the trauma, the hatred, the division? Or are you putting out words into the universe, into the field of life, this positive, this uplifting, this productive, it's encouraging and life enhancing? Just because somebody slammed you with negativity does not mean you have to perpetuate the cycle of dysfunction and childishness. That's straight up what it is. It's childishness. It reflects a being, a person with a consciousness who is not developed sufficiently to have the discernment to say, no, I'm not going to perpetuate that negativity. Instead, I'm going to transmute that negativity by speaking positive words at this thing or this person or situation. That's how you use your will, your spine, to create beneficial things and it always comes back to you. Again, it's cause and effect and consequences. This is a basic fundamental principle of life that nobody escapes, including you, including me. So pay attention. What's the quality of the words that you're speaking? Are you damaging other people? Just because somebody damaged you does not give you the right to continue the abuse. Okay? When we have all of this psychological, emotional uh, pain, anguish, grief, unresolved stuff sitting on our chest, in our throat, we're not able to speak our words, that is a big contributing factor for things going awry with your speaking, your sinuses, allergies, lung issues, respiratory issues, so that's on a, on a psychological, energetic level that contributes to breakdown and disease and degeneration of the physical tissue. Now let's couple that with physical factors in the air, the quality of the air in our environments, which when you combine these two things, you're having the perfect storm for problems when your respiratory tract and your lungs in your sinuses okay so now i want to ask you what's the quality of air in your home do you ever open up your windows and doors and let the your house air out do you ever turn on the ceiling fan oh god forbid we should open the windows no we can't do that why Air needs to circulate and move in order to maintain its electrical charge. When it loses its electrical charge, it is no longer alive. You require, your body requires the inhalation of living alive air with it containing an electrical charge to nourish and uplift your body. For your body to receive what it needs to receive from the air. So if you don't open up the doors, if you don't do something to circulate the air in your home, it's gonna get stagnant and stale and dank. And we've all experienced it. Think of a time when you went into an environment and the the air was musty, it just sat heavy, it was not comfortable because it was dead air it hadn't been moved it hadn't had received an electrical charge in you know god knows how long okay don't make that type of an environment the environment that you live and work within okay so there was a study done few several years ago people wanted to know what was the best most efficient the most economical air purifier that you could have so they pulled out all these different air purifiers that they had access to. They tried them out and did all the things, all the research, all the studies, took all the notes, et cetera, et cetera. Guess what they found was the best air purifier. The simple ceiling fan. Just turn the fan on and let it run. Every so often you can clean the blades off to get the dust and the whatever off of the blades, but that is the most efficient way of moving the air allowing it to clean itself allowing it to regenerate its electrical charge again electricity is energy energy is life life is movement okay so think of that the next time you're looking at your ceiling fan just turn it on you know granted sometimes or there's times during the year like in the the dead of winter or here where I am in Las Vegas, where there's the heat of summer, it's too hot to open the windows. However, that does not preclude you from being able to do that like in spring and fall when the weather is conducive to do so. So open up the windows and doors, let the air circulate for a time. You don't need to leave them all open all day, but just for a while, okay? A couple other things that are super good for cleaning the air. Uh NASA wanted to also know what kind of plants were really good. So they created these hermetically sealed environments and put toxic things like benzene and formaldehyde and all kinds of other carcinogenic toxic chemicals that are commonly found in the air. And they put them in these hermetically sealed environments. And then they put various plants within those environments to see what plant could Uh, pull out all those toxic chemicals the most efficiently within a 24-hour period, because that would also tell you then the types of plants that are best to have in your home and in your work work or your office environment, okay? So you want to know what those are? The English ivy, also called the money plant, the uh, peace lilies, the areca palm, and a plant called mother-in-law's tongue. Those are highly efficient at pulling out all of the noxious chemicals and crap out of the air. They're able to, the plants are able to transmute them and do whatever they need to do with them without hurting the plant and and also providing oxygen in your environment into a cleaner air situation for you to live within, okay? So if you don't have any of those four plants, or one of the four, I encourage you to go get them and just see how you feel. Another thing that is very commonly used to clean the air are quality quality essential oils. Emphasis quality. <laughs> so there's all kinds of different oils. Essential oils are the chemical compounds within a plant that gives its its aroma. So, for example, lemon. When you smell a lemon, you know what the, the lemon scent is. That's the essential oils in the plant to create that create that aroma for you to smell. Okay. When you extract the essential oils, that's the purest essence out of the plant. You can think of the essential oils as the blood, the endocrine system or hormones, the immune system, the nervous system of the plant. And so, when we have a quality essential oil and we use those, then we receive an upliftment in all of those four systems systems of our bodies in a a very beneficial, life-enhancing way. So we can diffuse essential oils into our environment, and that will also help clean the air, purify it, as well as give it a a nice spring scent or a woodsy... um, scent of pine or lemon or douglas fir or floral scents you know whatever it is that you're diffusing but those also help clean the air they also give a very beneficial effect to you when you breathe them in because they help oxygenate the body they help clean off the cell receptor sites so that from you know other toxins or other little chemicals and things that lodge in those receptor sites That prevent the good things to from good compounds and and things to go into the cell. So essential oils will clean off those receptor sites. They are also a very tiny molecule, so they can cross the blood-brain barrier to help enhance the functioning of the brain as well as and to clean it, help clean it, and their cell receptor sites within the brain, like it does with everything else in the body. Okay, so. The big thing with oils, you have to know where your oils are sourced from, because in this country, in the U.S., the majority of the essential oils in the market and that whole industry is not regulated. So God knows what's in the bottle, quite literally. If you don't know what's in the bottle, then leave the bottle on the shelf or at the store. Okay, Most essential oils and the companies and the producers of them, they cannot give you information of where that oil was sourced from, how that plant was cared for, how that plant was how that oil was distilled. Therefore, they do not have the information on what the chemical profile of that essential oil is. That is super, super critically important. If you don't know what that chemical profile of the oil is, again, you have no idea what you're working with. Additionally, lots of oils on the market are filled with fillers, odorless, colorless fillers like alcohols and paint thinners and other synthetic chemicals that, again, you don't need in your body. You don't need to be breathing them. And so that there's only a small percentage of that actual bottle that's actual essential oil, and it could even be floral water which is not the same as an essential oil. So when you have a dis- steam distillation process then the steam of the water gets distilled down and it cr- and it carries the aroma of that plant of that oil that was that was created. That's the floral water. That's the leftover from the distillation process where the oil was was extracted from the plant and taken into a different direction and then the wa- uh, to be processed and then the floral water is left within the container. So you don't know what is in the bottle of the essential oil if you are getting it just from anywhere. So bottom line is if you're gonna use oils for anything, then make sure you have good high quality therapeutic grade pure oils, and you know where they are sourced from. The company is able to tell you that because they have that data. Okay. that's super critically important because why would you diffuse something in the air? that just had just put more chemicals in your air. That makes no sense. So that leads me to my final point today, and that is talking about why is the air so impure? Why is there so much crap in the air that we need to be aware of the, of the air quality? Did you know that the air inside your home is far more dirty and toxic than the air outside? You know, we, like, we think that, you know, the air outside in the, air in the open environment is very bad for us, which in some cases, yes, it is. Especially in a polluted city or if you've got a lot of chemtrails that have, they've sprayed recently and then you've got all those heavy metals dropping on the ground. The air inside your home is just as bad or even worse. Partially because you won't open up the doors and windows and because you won't run your ceiling fan because you're not allowing the air in, in your home to circulate and move and, and establish that electrical charge so it can clean itself. You don't have plants in your home. Here's the other thing that's super duper important to remember. There's all kinds of chemicals in all of the products and things that we bring into our home. Those chem- those things like um, new carpet, drapes, shower curtains, bedding, um, Even um, furniture polish, Um, the the products that you clean your house with, all of the cleaning products, the window cleaner, the floor cleaner, the bathroom cleaner, the laundry detergent, the everything, everything. They're all toxic chemicals, plastics, children's toys, um, all kinds of children's uh, things that we use to bring to, to care for them, the clothes even. So all of this, dry cleaning, all of this, all of these things, when we bring them into, their, into our home, they off gas, all kinds of noxious toxic chemicals like benzenes, formaldehyde and more that are very damaging to our sinuses and our lungs and our air passageways when we breathe them in. That's one of the big contributing factors to all of the allergies in the air and the sinuses. And sinus infections and and all the issues with the respiratory tract is all of the chemicals and crap that we're breathing every day inside our homes. Another factor is if you have pets, there's always gonna be dander, uh, um, cat litter, the dander and uh, stuff from the cat litter. There's all kinds of microbes and molds and bacteria and viruses and all kinds of uh, microscopic particulates (laughs) that are floating around in the air that don't do you any good. So all of that stuff combined in in an enclosed environment of your home and you've got very bad quality air. And then you wonder why you've got sinus respiratory problems every winter. Like, come on, let's make the connection here. It's not rocket science. (laughs) Okay, that's why when I say that it's that natural laws of health have such a DAW factor to them, this is exactly what I'm talking about. It's a DAW factor. It doesn't take much to figure out what you need to do to clean the air. I just gave you three examples. Open up your windows and turn on your ceiling fans. Run some essential oils, diffuse them. Put some plants in your, in your environment, Okay. So simple things that you can do that don't cost a lot of money, but yet over time and distance, they make a big difference in how you feel and your ability to take deep breaths and breathe fully into your life. Okay. So question for you. Have you noticed lately, how is your quality of breath? Do you do any breath work to breathe deeply, breathing practices? Okay. What kind of quality of air do you have in your home? Have you looked at it lately? So I encourage you to take stock of those things and follow through with some of the suggestions, suggestions that I gave you today and do some of them. And notice how you feel. Notice what shifts and changes. It may be subtle, but it's still there. So, and... If you'd like, I would love to hear from you. What were some of the things that you discovered when you did some of these things that I'm suggesting today? Leave a comment in the description below with this episode. You can also leave me a comment of anything related to what I've talked about. What stood out for you the most? What would you like to know more about? Leave me a comment of those things as well. And with all of my episodes, I always have a gift for you. Today's free download gift is a PDF called what does it really take to heal yourself For areas or aspects of yourself that you've got to look at and address? So I encourage you to dra- download that, go through it, read it, take it to heart. The link to access that is in the description below this, with accompanying this video or this episode, whichever format that you are listening to me on. So download that. Let me know what you think about it. Please like, share, and subscribe to my channel. Share this video. Share this episode. Help me grow my podcast. And with that, breathe deep. Take in life fully. Live it to the fullest. And I'll talk to you soon. Take care.